Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday or Saturday, depending on where you are in the world. I hope all is well with you. Have to share some more amazing things that are happening on this journey. Yesterday, by the way, I did not see the attorney. I still don't have the death certificate, so I have to wait for that. So yesterday was kind of a kicking around the house day, but it was beautiful. And I remember looking at the weather to determine what is the best time for me to go for a walk. It was two o'clock. So strapped on my shoes, got on a coat, and I really didn't even need it. It was almost 60 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is, Celsius. Sorry, you guys in Australia and Singapore and the other side of the world that listen to this, you're going to have to do that calculation on your own. Let's just say it was warm. I didn't even need my jacket. So it was so nice to be outside. The sun was shining and I walked for two and a half hours. However, while I was walking, there was this moment of what I thought was debris just dropping from the sky. And I was like, what is this? It was coming right on top of me. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's rain. I look up, there isn't any kind of cloud over me at all. There's blue skies. And I didn't think much of it till I walked about two houses down. And then I thought, wait a minute, was that God, Jeff? Because at that time, I was thinking about the visitation, about the funeral, and I didn't even really realize the connection of what I was thinking about and what was happening to me. I just thought it was a freak little weather thing. So I ran back and I took pictures <laughs> because I wanted to see, did this rain move? Did it move behind me or move to the left of me or move around me? Or did it just kind of hit me when I was on this driveway? Wish I could show you the pictures on this podcast, but I will be doing a video on this. I'm getting back into the YouTube game. So those of you who are subscribed to my YouTube channel, or if you want to be subscribed to my YouTube channel where you can see my face as I talk about this stuff, just search Kendra Von Esch. That's my YouTube channel name. Real clever, real creative. <laughs> but I will show you the pictures because I took a picture of the actual driveway with the drops of rain on it. And I walked down the sidewalk. I walked in the street before and outside and around this area. And there were no more raindrops. And I almost did a video right away. I was going to text a friend and be like, oh my gosh, look at this other thing that is happening. But then I decided, you know what? Let's walk. Let's talk to God. Let's pray a little bit. And I wanted to this morning have some real silent time with God so that I could say, hey, was that you? Was this just another beautiful sign that Jeff is fine? I don't know if he's in heaven, but I am looking at a table full of masses that have been said for him, and some are 15 years in perpetuity. They also include novenas, 
I did some Gregorian masses, Gregorian masses, sorry, <laughs> yesterday. I'm going to do a quick either podcast or video explaining why having masses said for people who are alive, by the way, you can't have a Gregorian mass said for someone who's alive. They have to be dead. And it's a 30-day consecutive mass celebration by the Franciscans. Anyway, I'll talk to you all about masses. If you want to learn why the mass is so important in the Catholic Church, it's the highest prayer. I know that there are new people that are following me. If you went to the service for my husband, I guarantee you, you were touched by the process of the mass, the beauty of the mass. Just a recap. We read the Old Testament, which is basically the Jewish practice, God pre-Jesus. And then we have the Psalms, which are 150 poems. They're so beautiful, but they're songs. That's when we sing. And then the second reading is typically the gospel. And again, I need to tell you that, um, you know, after Easter up until Pentecost, which is when the Holy Spirit comes, it's 50 days. In the Catholic Church, we only read things in the New Testament because the new Ark of the Covenant, a.k.a. Jesus, is now here. He fulfilled the prophet of all of the Jewish prophets. And we can tie what he does in the New Testament that shows and proves that he is the Messiah. And then lastly, the priest, and only the priest or a deacon, can read the gospel and can share a homily. And that's the word of God. That's what we should all be reading. We should all be trying to understand. Because you know what? When you face God, he's going to ask you, Hey, did you read my book? And I want you all, the purpose of my ministry is to help you deepen your relationship with God and the Catholic faith. And I know there's a lot of people who are not practicing or falling away from the Catholic faith and maybe just like me had no real idea or clue what the Catholic faith really was all about. And so that's why I try to impart my learnings and be vulnerable and share my life and how Jesus and God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Mother Mary plus the holy army, the angels, the saints, and my guardian angel. I could not do it without them. I could not have this burden on me be light without turning toward them, without truly believing in the resurrection and life after death and Jesus and all the beautiful sacraments of the Catholic Church. I cannot wait to go to confession. I think I'm going to go two times before Lent. I think I'm going to go tomorrow. And I'm getting back to daily Mass so that I can receive Jesus in me on a daily basis. That's another thing that I'm adding to my Lenten journey outside of total sobriety. Nothing. Okay, I also wrote down something because I wanted to make sure that... Oh, yeah. Okay, so... I didn't go back to my reign. I went in prayer and I asked God, actually, I shouldn't, hang on, let me, I'm still doing the surrender prayer where you say, surrender rosary, sorry, where you say, Jesus, take over and Mother Mary, guide me every other decade of the rosary. I don't know which decade I was on. I think it was the third decade where I was talking to Jesus, Jesus, take over. And my mind was praying. I was focused on the words. But at the same time, I had a thought of my husband. And all of a sudden, I had a thought of me being in the rain on my walk. Now, that didn't come from me. I guarantee you it didn't come from Satan. Why would Satan want me to remember a beautiful, miraculous moment on my walk that I think is God? And then I don't ask him anything about it because it happened 
so fast. I am sitting on a lazy boy kind of chair. The feet are kicked out, but I'm sitting up straight because I know if I lean back, I put my head back, I'm, you know, I'm going to be out, you know, so I, I get comfortable, but I don't get too comfortable. But then my head just kept going back. I could not stop it. Very slowly, not in a, my head got shot back to the back of the couch. But I knew it wasn't me. I knew this was not my doing and I couldn't stop it. And then all I did was stare up into the ceiling and then my eyes closed like a close, like I cannot explain. So closed. There wasn't a twitch, wasn't a muscle. My eyes were so relaxed. I guess there's no other way to say it. Paralyzed could be also. And again, it was during the time that I was thinking about those raindrops. And then all I was doing in my head was praying to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So how many more times can he affirm affirm. Don't know why I said it like that. How many more times can he affirm this guys, gals? It is amazing. And why does he do this? Because I promise to share it. So in my prayer this morning, I was praying for every single one of you, all of you who have been here through this tragic moment in my life. All of you who have prayed for me, all of you who were here at my home, who fed and nourished my soul with your food and my body, with your, my soul with your love and my heart, who came to the visitation, who sent letters, who had masses said for him, who took advantage of their platform like Relevant Radio and Annunciation Radio to get it out there and pray to all of the people on the journey who have prayer warriors who have extended that out like the women in Christ, etc., etc. All of you, all of you people on social media, who am I missing? And then I prayed for specific souls and my prayer is different. Guess what else I prayed for? I prayed for all of you to follow and let's walk together on this Lenten journey so that we can take steps and pray. I think I may be doing a podcast on Saturday and Sunday too, because you know what? God doesn't stop on the, on those days and we all need motivation. And I got to tell you, it's so cute. I am hearing from people who never listened to my podcast before, and they are saying that they're like addicted, which is so great. And I wish I could take any credit. I just got to give credit to God because I'm telling you, this is not my strength. I feel like he prepared me for this through prayer. And I know I have so much more to learn and so much more to go. I'm excited about the future, but I'm fighting the change. And I guarantee you there's tons of you that are on that same page. So that's what I was praying for was, Lord, give me the strength to do your will, not mine. Give me the strength to change these things in my life because I can't do it on my own. And use me as an instrument to all those other people who are wanting these changes in their lives, things that have been on their backs for Decades and decades. And it could be things like forgiving someone or starting a prayer life, starting a relationship with God, which by the way, if anyone heard my priest, he's amazing and a good friend, his homily was beautiful. He taught people how to bring God into your heart just by asking him in. Did I pray to God? Was I there? Nope. How did God come into my life? Well, I prayed for him to help my dad. My dad at the time, what, almost 11 years ago, was having quadruple bypass surgery. So I 
selflessly prayed for him. And that was when Jesus kicked that little crack of the door that I pushed open. He just busted it wide open. And it's been a wonderful journey. And I want that for you. I want you to have that strength to kick these habits to the curb, to deal with past trauma in your life, to forgive those who have really hurt you, betrayed you. Because in the end, God won't forgive us if we don't forgive others. I mean, this life and this journey, trying to conform it to be like Jesus is not easy. I'm going to tell you. But that's why he has those beautiful sacraments for us so we can run to them. Meaning reconciliation. Reconciliation. Their little word in there is cilia. C-I-L-I-A. And it means little hairs. So when we go to reconciliation or confession, as many call it, we are reconciling ourselves to God. Those little hairs, eyelashes, we are eyelash to eyelash with God. So remember, mortal sins are the ones that we know are bad, but we choose to do them anyway. I was actually in mortal sin, but I didn't know it was mortal sin back in the day. So that's different. I didn't know it, but I chose it anyway. There are many times where I have chosen mortal sin knowing it. So that is why reconciliation is there, because the minute that we commit a mortal sin, we cut ourselves, cut ourselves off from God and his grace. But then we confess if we're truly repentant, then all of those sins are forgotten. God doesn't remember how many times we come back. That's in the Bible too. As long as we're repentant, our souls are clean, and we're reconnected with him, ready to receive his grace. Now, in the beginning, I'm going to tell you, I was in confession all the time, every week. I was falling into mortal sin all the time, like for a couple of years. So I want you all to know, it is a journey, 11 years for me. I'm just so grateful that he's prepared me for this, for some bizarre reason. I'm connecting it. He's opening my eyes. Why do you think I had you get up at 5 a.m. back in September to pray? Why do you think I had you lean on me so much with your dad and learn about purgatory and learn about the beautiful sacrament of the sick and then learn how to pray for his soul? Even though he had them while he was alive and he was conscience, conscious, I still don't know if he got into heaven, so why wouldn't I continue to pray for him and have masses said for him, etc.? Anyone who has given me a donation monetarily, I am taking those donations and I am turning them around and saving souls through masses. I don't know if I'm supposed to start some sort of memorial fund in his name to do this. I don't know. I don't know. I'm praying on it. You should see the list of things I have that I'm praying on. What do I do first, second, third, etc.? All right. So bottom line, I'm praying for you and it's beautiful. And I just ask you to pray to God. Just say this, Lord, Jesus specifically, because that's the difference. It's not just a God. It's not the sun God. It's not the earth God, the wind God. It's not Buddha. It's not Hinduism. These are all things. It's not the non-denominational Christian faiths. Those all came 1,500 years after Jesus. There was no church other than the Catholic Church. And remember, all those martyrs, those people who died, gave up their life because they would not deny that Jesus was in the Eucharist or was the Eucharist. So they gave up their life. I want to be a part of the church that the whole world hates, including at one point in time, me. Think about it. And it's not easy to live by what the church says, but he will show you why. 
Why do I tell you to live this way? Because this is how I made you to live. I mean, my goodness, people, we should be in a community. We shouldn't even need money. We should have someone who has skills that can do what my husband would do. And then someone else has other skills like landscaping or gardening. And someone else has other skills like masonry work. And we all help out with dishes and watching kids and sewing our own clothes. And I mean, like, seriously, that's how it was supposed to be. I mean, geez, some people live in neighborhoods and communities where they don't even know their own person living next to them. And thank God I am not in that situation because I'm telling you, my neighbors have been literal God sends to me. And you know what? He prepared me for this 21 years ago when I moved into this neighborhood. So it's not just my prayer life. It's also the people that he put in my life. Some friends that Jeff and I have known for the whole time that I've known Jeff, who I know are also mourning with me, but in the end I see that this is all of the beauty. This is all of the thank you God for putting these people in my life. All of the spiritual companions that I have met on the journey who are so prayerful. I got to tell you, I was kneeling in the front of that church and every time I looked up, there was another person and another person and another person who was there. And I cannot tell you again, God setting me up. He's so great. That's why I want this for you. Okay. So how many of you actually have thought, and I know some of you have, because you've reached out to me about what you're going to do for Lent. It could be Let's, let's go through each of the ones real quick. Oh gosh, I'm already on 20 minutes. So all of you who listen to this, <laughs> this is supposed to be a 10 minute podcast, but I got a lot to share lately. Um, and you know what? If you look at my old podcast too, you can see that there are plenty that are longer than 10 minutes. I try to keep it 15, 20, but look, I want you guys to really think about Lent. Let's go by the soul. This is soul, mind, and body because all of them are connected. It's the three legged stool of life. If you do not have a prayer life, if you do not know God and cannot hear his voice, you are going to be duped all the time into temptation and lied to that you can't change this thing that you want to change in your life. So maybe it is to build a prayer life. So you got to think about that. How do I learn how to pray? Well, first, I just taught you. Just invite him in. And then if you're serious about getting back into God's good graces and you're a Catholic, maybe your next step is to go to confession. And by the way, that means going to mass. And that means every week. And there's a reason why not going to mass is a mortal sin because we're supposed to put God in the center of our life. That way, remember the two greatest commandments, keeping God the center. We worship him in mass and We receive Jesus in our bodies, our souls, so that we can have that grace to live the second greatest commandment, which is to love thy neighbor as thyself. And that means, again, we got to love ourselves. We got to love ourselves enough to want to change, even if we don't want to. So that's why we need God and Mary and all the angels and saints and our guardian angel to help us fight. And I also want you to know that as you are praying on this stuff, the evil one is going to want to give you every excuse not to get closer to God, not to develop a prayer life, not to learn how to pray. By the way, I'm not selling this, but I have a 40-day video prayer course. I, it's in the description of every single podcast that I have. Just scroll down and it's $40.00. It's 40 days. Maybe that's something that you want to do this Lent is learn how to pray and I can walk through it with you. Every single day you get a video from me. It's only three minutes. (laughs) Don't worry. It's not like this. (laughs) What? 23 minutes right now. Three minutes comes into your inbox and then we walk through that day one thing. And you know what? 40 is a biblical number. 40 days in the desert. Jesus was tested for 40 days. 
Oh, I'm sorry, not 40 days in the desert. It was 40 years in the desert. This goes to the Old Testament before they came to the promised land. And again, Jesus was tested for 40 days. So I know some people say, hey, it's like, you know, six weeks for a habit. Maybe it's two months for a habit. I don't know. But 40 is a biblical number and it's a testing number. It's a challenge number. And if you can stick with something for 40 days, you might already have that habit built in. Let's look at the mind. We have to control our minds. This is what it's all about. So that when those emotions and feelings come into your mind that are not of God, which are peace, love, kindness, generosity, you know, when you have this moment of anger, maybe it's towards your spouse, your kids, your boss, your friend, your coworker, you've got to grab it because while God had righteous anger, it wasn't the anger that we probably feel. And so we have to grab it. And I, I like grabbing it like a choking thing. like choke that feeling and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the feeling of anger. Because we have to look at people and not only love them where they're at, but also pray for them, especially if they're our enemies. This is kind of what God, Jesus, changed from the Old Testament. It's no longer an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and, you know, give that person back the same thing that they gave you. On the other hand, Jesus says, turn the other cheek. But I keep saying that that doesn't mean we're doormats. It's that we have to understand that people are broken. We are too. And some people have pasts that we have no idea about. Even the ones that we've lived with, our brothers and sisters that we've grown up with, or our mothers and fathers, they have lives secretly that we don't even know. So it's our job to love them, not judge them, not be angry with them, not resent them, to ask God to change our hearts toward them, and then pray for them. And with our mind, we have to be paying attention and being in the present moment. So what the heck does that mean? Well, how many of you like daydream about the future or even maybe think about a conversation or something that you that happened in the past that you're like, ooh, I really should have done that, should have said that. That's what the evil one wants you to do, is to be somewhere else other than right here, on your phone, scrolling through social media or searching the internet or Pinterest or whatever it is that you do. If you're not in this moment with the people that God put in your way at that moment, I mean, it's okay. If you're by yourself, that's fine. But... Make sure that you at least spend some of that time with God. Remember, love is a choice, not a feeling. That's what Satan has done in this world, has made us all just go with every feeling we get. And what a herky-jerk ride that is. You're all over the place, especially when you're in a crisis situation. So it's really important to Grab that emotion, pull it out, and look at things logically, without emotion. And it's going to take some time, and you're going to want to ask God to guide you through it. You know what? Show me what is really going on here, because I'm trying my best not to be mad, not to feel betrayed and hurt. How do I love this person after I think that they've done this, or maybe you've confirmed that they've done this? And maybe it's a relationship that you haven't talked to someone. Maybe you don't feel that anger so much anymore, but you haven't stepped toward that person. Or you haven't made amends with someone. It's not easy to tell someone that you did something or to admit that what you did was wrong and to apologize. But I will tell you this, the weight off of your shoulders and the respect that that other person is going to have, whether they accept your apology or not, doesn't really matter. The fact that you made that gesture and you reached out to that person is huge. And maybe this Lent, you need six weeks for God to change your heart to do that. And maybe you need to exercise your mind in another way to stop filling your mind with crud, with stupid shows that mean nothing 
I mean, seriously, I was this person. I watched hours of E! Entertainment television. Stupid amounts of time watching the Kardashians. I mean, I was so, I mean, sucked into the pop culture stuff because I didn't have an identity. I didn't know my purpose. My identity is God's child. And my purpose is to love people to heaven. And my purpose is to share my life and my learning so that you don't have to waste that time learning and spending years stumbling over things. It's just, I just pray that I can help people get there. I'm also a faith coach. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I think I want help, reach out. Send me an email, Kendra at KendraVonAsh.com, and we can have a chat. So let's go to the body. A lot of you may have been fighting your body for your life. That's me. I never had a good physique. I was always heavier than everybody else. And I was always insecure and doing every diet and exercise program on the face of the earth for a short period of time, only to fall right back into my old ways and lack of exercise. I hated working out. It was pure punishment for me. And the diets and all that stuff, I never got rid of my cravings. It was pure, pure punishment. And I just need to share with you all, in December of 2022, 2022? I think so. Yeah, so for Advent, sorry, for Advent of 2022, I said to God, look, I can't even bend down and pick up a piece of paper without moaning and groaning. And you want me to build a house. Or so I thought. (laughs) Now that my husband is gone, I don't know if that's going to happen, but you know, I'm still praying on that. All right. You had me, you are going to have me build a house. So somehow, some way, Lord, you have got to connect my food, my nutrition, and my working out. Help me to love to work out. Help me to listen to my body. Help me to understand the food that I need for me. And that, my dear friends, was the beginning of my three mortifications to my body every day. What is that? Deny myself three times a day. And one of those was going to be working out every day, no matter what. And so I did maybe miss two or three days, but for the most part, stuck with it. And that was the beginning. And then I, and then I did a five-day fast and nine hours, but who's counting, in January of 2023. And that whole year, I was keto. I barely went off of it. And I dropped 30 pounds, and I started looking at my body, and I started finding out what works for me. I needed to start lifting weights shifting workouts, and then life happened, right? My dad went into the hospital in October. And while my life hasn't been perfect, I have still tried to continue to squeeze in some workouts, especially the strength training, because the muscle, I don't want to lose the muscle that I have gained. And I haven't given you updates, but I will. Actually, I don't give you updates here on my weight. I go go to my YouTube channel if you want to join my soul, mind, and body membership group. It's only $4.99 a month. And you get, I think there's a hundred videos already out there exactly explaining what keto is. Why do I eat this way? Why you need to look at your carbs and your sugar and what you should do like for a week or two, even if you don't want to be keto. Let's see how you feel after you get those carbs and those sugars out of you. I also have some workout videos just to get you into the mobility mode. I'm not working out to look good in a bathing suit, people. I am working out so that I can move and bend. And I mean, honestly, so that I could build a house and have enough strength to move the house, all that stuff. But in the end, it's really all about having that mobility and not being in pain. So for a full year, I have continued with this. Why? Because it's a soul, mind, and body approach. I am not my owner of my body. This is biblical for those who don't know the Bible. God says, 
well, it's not God, actually, it's St. Paul, <laughs> saying that our bodies are not our own. Our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. And they've been paid for by Jesus for a great price, by his life. So I look at this and say, I am a child of God. And I am here to serve him. I'm here to conform my life to his, which makes me more loving, which makes my life more fulfilled. I mean, I get up and I have this zeal for life and I just want to love people. What's, what's wrong with that? Who doesn't want that? So if you are hating working out or you're not eating right or you're sluggish or you're weighed down and you're sick and tired of being that way, add one more thing. Make it spiritual because you are God's child. We all are. Whether you're going to church or not, blah, 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 it doesn't matter. You're all God's children. You were created for a purpose. And I think a lot of us don't feel like we have one. So what is our purpose? Our purpose is to get closer to Jesus so that he can come into our life and change it. And then we can be witnesses to everybody else. I feel that's what I'm doing right now. People are seeing my faith. They're probably shocked at it because maybe they never really knew how deep it was. Maybe they're shocked at all the amazing things that God is doing supernaturally by showing me and affirming the fact that Jeff is good. But he's also changing me. I know I have to pray for others. There is a joy in that. And most of my life was about me building my own relationship with God so that I could teach others and me fighting the spiritual battle so that I could teach others how to fight the temptations and the evil attacks on us. If any of you are curious, you can go on my YouTube channel. There are a thousand videos there. <laughs> and on my podcast, I have done series on spiritual warfare. So that you can kind of get an idea of, okay, wait, this isn't just a walk with Jesus. La, 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 la. We're happy. We're not sinning. We're loving others. That kind of stuff. I mean, that's it too. But, <laughs> but you've got to conform. We are called to conform our life to what Jesus tells us to do. And that means not being a drunkard. That means not having sex before marriage. That means not having, not being on birth control, respecting life from conception to natural death. There's so many things that this culture is different about. Now, I want you to hear me though, people. It's not like I sit there and I hate gay people. I hate these trans people. I hate people who have abortions. I hate people who have sex out of marriage. I mean, these, <laughs> these are like almost everyone on, on the earth, right? I had sex out of marriage. I even had sex out of marriage while I was married. So I had a, an adulterous affair in my first, first marriage. And at the end of the day, it's not because you're gay or you're trans. There's a heck of a lot of straight people that are committing this mortal sin. This has nothing to do with who you have sex with. So stop thinking that I hate gay people. I hate trans people because I would hate all straight people that are out there doing the same thing by putting their soul in mortal sin. And I don't hate anyone. This is why they say, and I truly believe and try to live this way. Hate the sin, not the sinner. And I was one of those people. I was committing massive sexual sin, including being addicted to pornography. So God wants us to treasure these bodies, to treasure them with our partners in the sanctity of, you know, holy matrimony. God loves sex between a husband and a wife. There is <laughs> zero question about that. And he wants a husband to have the husband and a wife to have that intimacy. What he doesn't want is usury. He does, how many times, and I'm just talking to my chicks out there. Have you had sex with someone that you barely even knew? Some of them, I don't even remember their names. And how used did you feel? And how many times did you as a youngin, maybe, maybe even now, are having sex with people because you want them to love you? We have a warped sense of love in this world that intimate moment is between a husband and a wife 
for a purpose, God created us to have babies. I never had one. That'll be like one, my, my single biggest regret in life. But I have to look at God and say, well, it just wasn't meant to be. I don't know. Gotta say, okay. But I look and I understand now the body and the relationship. And how we need to respect these bodies and not abuse them with alcohol and drugs whether they're illegal, illicit, or prescription, and not abuse these bodies by not moving them and letting them decay and atrophy, or by overfeeding them and letting them get filled with diseased hormones by what we eat and how we don't move. I wish I could give you this pill. And I don't have a pill in my hand, by the way. <laughs> but I wish I could give you this soul, mind, and body connection. This is why I have a YouTube channel and a membership group. So just click join. You can also subscribe. I also help, obviously, the other people on my channel. But I go specific into supporting the family. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know what's going to happen, but a couple of those people from the membership family group got together and they may be looking to do something maybe on Facebook where it's like a page where we can, you know, comment and help support each other. I mean, I'm having people in the family, loving the family and wanting to grow the family, which is so cool. Again, soul, mind and body membership group on YouTube. Just search my name, Kendra Von Esch, V as in Victor, O-N space, capital E-S-H. <laughs> okay. Time to pray. Gosh, this is a long one. I'm so sorry. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, this journey that you have all of us on, I'm grateful that we're walking together. Because I remember in my early journey, Lord, I didn't have anyone. I was all by myself. My husband, my family, my co-workers, my neighbors, for the most part, really weren't on the journey. And you put people in my life, and you put podcasts in my life, and people in my life to help me. And Lord, that's what I want to be. And that's what I want all of the people that are praying with me right now to be. Because what a blessing to share your joy in our lives and how you are helping us with sin and to love even in the most difficult times. So I ask for all of the people on this podcast that you put in their heart what they should do for Lent, but also change their heart so that they get excited about this Wednesday, this Ash Wednesday, and there are people that decide, I am going to go to confession, I'm going to get my soul right with God, and I'm going to get ashes on my forehead so that I too can put to death my old self, my old ways. And then on Easter, be resurrected as our new true Jesus-like hearts, minds, bodies, and souls. Mary, take our left hand. Holy Spirit, take our right. Guide us and lead us to Jesus so that we can be healed and we can have our hearts, the broken pieces, all put back together. Lord, we're going to take a moment and pray for all of those who have passed. We will take a moment where everyone can list the names of the people that they want to pray into heaven. Lord, please, we ask that you also have your mercy be poured out
on those who have no one to pray for them in purgatory. We offer up this Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for me, a sinner, now and at the hour of my death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. I am most seeking confirmation. I am most seeking confession for all of you and me. I want to walk into Lent as clean as I possibly can be. You know, that's kind of why they call it Fat Tuesday. So how do you find confession where you are? Go to this website, www.masstimes.org, O-R-G, not com. Then you put in your zip code, and then you will find places that are close to you. At the top, you can click Mass, Confession, or Adoration. The problem is (laughs) sometimes I don't keep up with that site. So if, when, I should say, when you find the parish that you say, oh, look, they have confession on Ash Wednesday right before Mass. Awesome. I'm going to go to that one. Go to their website and open the bulletin because their website at the parish might also not be updated. So if you look at the most recent bulletin, it should tell you when confession times are, when adoration is, and when masses are, and when Ash Wednesday or special events like that will happen. So the most updated bulletin for sure is legit because they hand those out every Sunday after mass. Okay. I don't know, but I am super excited to walk with you. Again, like I say, this is just as good for me as it might be for you. Those people who are like, hey, I'm getting addicted. And I think it's just because I'm trying to be as as open and honest with you as I can on this journey, which has basically been my ministry. So this is nothing new. You could go listen to a podcast from four years ago and I will be the exact same way. Because I want you to know that life is not easy. And I also want you to know that I've struggled and I've fallen and then God has helped me get back up and I've fallen again. And I can't tell you the only thing that matters is getting back up and going back to him. Even if it's been 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years for you. I remember when I shared my story in, gosh, where was it? Fall Fall River. Massachusetts. And this woman, I think she was in her 60s. She had not been to confession since she was a child. And praise God for my story. She came up and talked to me when I was, you know, signing books. And they had all these priests waiting to listen to confession. And I pray that this other guy who was right there who said, well, I'm going to go home and I'm going to prepare for it. I said, don't, (laughs) you know, just get in there and do it because you're going to talk yourself out of it. You're going to be too scared, baby, you know, and then go to or search probably better. Go to whatever search engine you use and type in U S C C B United States Catholic Conference of Bishops is what that stands for. Dot org or just just no, you're searching. Never mind. Don't go to the site. USCCB space examination of conscience. And it will take you to some beautiful things that you need to read before you go to confession. Especially if you're married. There's one for married people. There's one for the Ten, ten Commandments, which everyone should look at. What am I breaking here? There's one for single people. Um, I think there's one for religious people. So in the end, it's a thought provoker. Because I think people don't 
think broader than, oh yeah, well, I didn't steal anything. I didn't murder anybody. Okay. Maybe I had sex before marriage, but they don't need, you know, they don't think about other kinds of sins against people in our lives. And it's really beautiful. So I recommend that you do that if you're contemplating confession. And I guarantee you the only reason why you're feeling that sense of fear and worry and anxiety about it is because it's Satan who does not want you to do this. I'm going to repeat, rinse and repeat. Confession is better than an exorcism, everyone. So do not be afraid to go because when you come out, you are now exorcised of those demons that you have had in your soul tormenting you to keep you in this path of sin. So don't be duped by the devil because he's cunning. He's smarter than you. He's smarter than me. And remember the story that I told you about my sister-in-law, Donna. It was a couple podcasts ago, or maybe it was even yesterday. I am not sure. I think it was a couple podcasts ago. But she went to confession and she called me and she asked for advice on what she should do. And I said, look, do not be afraid. You will be so different on the other side. And she called and she was in tears and she was so happy. But I'm going to tell you, she was scared to death, even walking up the stairs to that church. And that is Satan. You got to remember that. As far as I'm concerned, just make the decision and walk and do it. Do it as fast as you can. Write down things on a piece of paper as you go through that examination of conscience. And I'm telling you, you're going to cry. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. You're going to bawl your eyes out. Because there's such cleansing that is happening to your soul. You are going to float out of there. And guess what? You're clean. And you will feel the difference. I promise you. Well, I can't promise you, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. I'm at, this has to be the longest one that I've done. I'm at 50 minutes. This is no 10 minute podcast here today. It's like a week in a day, but it's good. I love it. And I'm so grateful for you guys being on this journey with me because you know what? This is accountability for me. I think about you. When I'm in prayer, I think and pray and ask God, what do you want me to share with these people today? And sometimes it's me falling down. Sometimes it's me coming out to you, you know, on YouTube or on social media and sharing what I'm supposed to do and then coming clean with the fact that I haven't really done it, but I'm going to, and then I get back on and boom, there y'all are. And that is what it's about, especially to the, the YouTube membership community. Okay. Ah, I got to let you guys go back to your day so you can be the love of God and you can love yourself and you can talk to yourself and you can convince yourself how great your life is going to be when you decide to make this change on Wednesday. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> all right, everyone. I love you all. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body. Don't forget to search all those three. And have a blessed and inspired day.